Welcome to Don't Eat Your Young, a podcast where we will hear stories from nurses just like you that will validate, educate, and inspire you. I'm your host, Beth Quas. Today we have Denise Crowley, a former nurse from Canada. She is a current nurse activist and developed the Nurses' Rights Association. She works to create safe working environments and uphold just culture. Please welcome Denise Crowley to the show. Hi, Denise. How are you today? I'm well, and how are you? I'm really good. Thanks for being here today. Why don't you start out, start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? I uh, began my um, my nursing education um, back in the... It was the uh, winter of 2013, and I really wanted to get into nursing because I wanted to serve others. That was my um, primary reason for going in. Um, I formally began my nursing career um, in April 2015 because I was part of an accelerated nursing program. I already have uh, like a, a degree before nursing. I, I, I have a degree in anthropology. So I started in April 2015 and um, I worked on a rehabilitative kind of floor, a medical floor um, for um several months, those those two floors. And then in addition to that, I've also worked at a nursing home for about two and a half years. And then um, due to some early, I was due, so, due to some unfortunate um, uh, luck um, early on in my career, uh, my shortcomings as a novice nurse and uh, some systemic failures. I decided to leave nursing um, in January 2018. Um, even though I really loved the employer that I um, I resigned from, I really loved them. Um, I um, just um, I had to I had to leave the profession at that point. And just so everyone knows, you work in Canada. Is that correct? That is right. That's right. Yeah. So if anybody hears anything that sounds a little different um, about your education or how you work or anything like that, uh, you practice in Canada. Yes. Yes, I do. It's uh, or I did. And uh, it was in New Brunswick, Canada, actually. And so do you think in your time working as a nurse, did you face burnout or bullying throughout that time? I definitely did. Early on in my uh, nursing career, um, not all of the places that I worked, um, but um, definitely on the medical floor that I worked on, I experienced bullying. And was that uh, when you were new through orientation or had you been out for a while? Um, That was pretty much into orientation on on that floor. It, It was into orientation and then for a couple months thereafter, and it, oddly enough, it was actually um, a licensed practical nurse that did the bullying um, to me. Um, and I technically worked as a registered nurse. So so technically, I um, was higher up in, in the hierarchy. She just said and did some very uncomfortable things um, to purposely like make me look bad in front of others and embarrass me. And yeah, so I, I can't really, um, I couldn't really pinpoint another... Um, like a kind of circumstance um, of bullying, but the experience that the experiences that I had with her in particular, um, I feel definitely constituted bullying in my mind. And is that what led you to move away from nursing? Indirectly, yes, um, because 
I am someone that will always speak out when I see something wrong happening. And I did exactly that. Um, It was, I was maybe on that floor a month, a month and a half before I had my first interaction with this nurse, Um, felt that she was bullying me. And I reported it to the nurse manager. And I even said, you know, I just want to let you know, um, I'm not expecting, like, I don't want to formally report. I don't want you to necessarily intervene because that can escalate, like, really badly. Um, But I just wanted to let you know that I had this issue with this nurse. And instead of that being something that was followed up by and monitored and, you know, the bullying addressed, I found that it made, it kind of put a target on my back. Right. And was this LPN, was she, did she have a lot more years of experience than you? Do you feel you were targeted because you were a new nurse or new to that unit? Or where do you think that all came from? She definitely outranked me in her years of experience. And I always tried to give lots of respect um, to even like LPNs, RNs, PSWs that had no or less experience than I, she had more experience. She had more years of experience than, than I did. And I think she did it, I shouldn't say purely, but largely for entertainment purposes um, to any new recruits. So I, um, she acted the way she did. Um, I did stand up for myself in the, um, instances where I felt it constituted bullying and eventually she did move on but I think at that point I had already kind of been marked out as um, someone a little bit of a whistleblower um, and uh, created more problems for me down the road. And did you move anywhere outside of this unit before you decided to leave nursing? Or was this the last place that you worked? I stopped working on that medical floor. It would have been July 2016. And I worked at the nursing home before I actually started on this medical floor. And I kept working there after I stopped working at that medical floor. Because I found the culture there was was much better at the nursing home. Were you able to gain confidence back then after that? bullying episode a little bit a little bit I did I and I felt strong in my resolve to to deal with with her I wasn't overly impressed with how management decided to deal with things um, and how they dealt with the the bullying when in fact when I confronted management about it the very first time she kind of had just an attitude it seemed to be she wasn't surprised that um, I was bringing the bullying concern to her and the other thing was is that's just who this person is so I wasn't I wasn't overly impressed with with that and I also found the culture on that particular medical floor even apart from uh, the bullying that I experienced at the at the hands of that particular nurse I also found the culture on that unit particularly toxic and I hear a lot of nurses talk about that you know they question did I choose wrong in in going into nursing or is it where I work and I hear so many experienced people say don't give up try Try another unit. See if you can find something that fits you because there, I too have worked in places that have had toxic cultures and sometimes you just need a change and that will help. And I would hate for someone to leave nursing 
based on one experience. And I know that's not your experience, but I think that's part of what this podcast is about to, to let nurses know one bad place. It is not like that everywhere. And sometimes you just have to move to find your, your spot. Um, yeah, I definitely agree because I found my experience at the nursing home that I worked at was, was excellent. Um, they have, um, they're plain tree certified. Are you familiar with that philosophy? No, I'm not. Yeah. So they have a philosophy of care that I find um, benefits the residents um, in the home um, a lot. And I find it also empowers the staff as well. And I've, I found in my experience that that definitely made a huge difference. You know, kudos for you as a young nurse standing up for yourself. I wish more people would do that. But in turn, um, it does put a target on your back. And sometimes that is just the death of someone in that particular place of work because you can't overcome that because of the dynamics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think part of the issue is that it's when you put to management that this is an issue, I think they see it as... they're kind of burnt out without them with it themselves. And they're like, Oh, I don't know how to deal with this, you know, and they, they just don't know how to deal with it. They're exasperated. They're burnt out with the reports of bullying. Right. And I think that's a, a big part of the issue. They're just so burnt out about it because it's so pervasive. Absolutely. And we're not always taught in those roles how to deal with that. And we don't get the support we need from those above us to deal with bullies. And you're right, where do we turn to to learn those things to deal with those people? Now, where you worked, do you have unions? Uh, I do. Yes, yes, we do. Do you find that sometimes protects those people? Yeah, definitely in my instance. Definitely in my instance, for sure. I talk to managers that that are managers over union people and uh, sometimes their hands are tied and it's really a a union issue. And I, and I don't know enough about that. I am not, uh, my group is not unionized, but our nurses in the hospital are unionized. And so um, I do hear some frustration on the parts of managers of those areas, but also on the, from the nurses standpoint, it protects them a lot as well. And it's a good thing in some ways. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah, I agree. You want to have that protection in there. But um, I remember hearing early on in my in my nursing career is um, say, having it said to me that um, uh, unions don't protect good employees, they protect bad employees. And I'm like, oh, well, isn't that awful? But I, I think in general, um, unions play a very good role and I believe strongly in them. Um, but I think definitely in, in some um, cases, um, bullies can slip through the cracks of even the union for sure. And so you've totally turned down a different avenue. So tell us about what you're doing now. Even though I did leave formally leave nursing in January 2018, Before that, in January 2017, I founded my Nurses' Rights Association, and uh, I've continued on um, with that. So I'm still very much active with that. That's the extent of my uh, involvement in the profession now. And I, I formed it for a few different reasons. I started it because I found that 
nursing culture is um, can be, um, I found some of the issues stem from a patriarchal, hierarchical culture, culture um, uh, where nurses are oppressed and encouraged to be silent, not encouraged necessarily to engage in politics. And again, this I'm just speaking come from my limited vantage point from Canada. And because of that oppression, I feel that um, the rights that um, individuals are entitled to, as outlined in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, are limited um, for nurses. And in my estimation, that is the reason why we are seeing this bullying going on because of the fact um, our rights are being denied and we're turning inwards on ourselves because we don't have the freedom to be able to vent our frustrations or certainly in some instances people don't feel they have the psychological safety to vent their frustrations without fear of you know job loss. And so when you say our rights are denied, what do you mean by that? Just basically being able to have that psychological safety and um, being able to speak out. And, you know, if, if you need additional staffing, being able to say, hey, we're short staffed here, we need additional staff. Or in the case of COVID, you know, being able to say we need additional PPE and, and getting that. And... I find so often what happens, of course, you just hear about the instances where the awful things happen. Um, Someone speaks out about um, inadequate PPE and the next thing you know, you see a headline about this person has been, you know, fired from their position. And, uh, and, And I just find that completely unacceptable. And I also find as well, that there seems to be an intolerance, an overall intolerance. And again, I can't say this is everywhere, but it's enough that I have to, I have to speak to it. There's kind of an intolerance to individuals making mistakes, especially if they're lower down in the hierarchy, in the healthcare hierarchy. Um, there seems to be a little bit of an intolerance um, to individuals making mistakes. Not that I think that we should be cavalier about mistakes in any instance, but I think the most important thing is for nurses to be recognized as humans and ergo, you know, nurses can err. And I think we should congratulate those nurses. Thank you for coming forward with the error that you made. Thank you for being forthright about it so that we can fix the system problem or whatever the problem is. Um, Because you're right, we all make mistakes. And when we can come forward and admit those mistakes, because we always learn from them, I think we need to have a different way we approach that. I agree. I mean, I learned in, in nursing school, um, I'm, I'm sure you've heard, have you heard about like the, um, the Swiss cheese model? Yes. I learned that in nursing school, uh, that was a theory that if an error happened, then that would be what was applied to it because we want to identify those systemic issues and perhaps some of the issues were related to the specific nurse, you know, fatigue divorce, what have you, but you want to really look at things holistically so that when you do it, when you do up your incident report so that you're identifying all those pieces. And I found that was applied inconsistently in my practice, depending on the setting. There were certain settings where um, it was more so you made this error, that's on you, not really looking at things holistically as they should. 
in, in those instances where they weren't looked at holistically, it seemed to be more so about individual blame than looking at, I mean, nurses work as part of a team. So that really, that reasoning doesn't really make sense to me. It needs to be more so about like looking at systemic issues. And I mean, there is movement towards that. I mean, um, have you heard of um, Dr. Lucien Leap? No. And his advocacy for a just culture? We do practice uh, just culture where I am at. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that there's, you know, movement there. And I'm so happy to see the work being done. Um, but I think that needs to be something that's more universally applied, especially in the context of, you know, a nearly like a worldwide nursing shortage that needs to be applied or, um, or, or the shortage is, is going to continue. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of times now when an error occurs, we do a root cause analysis. So really looking, getting down to the nitty gritty of what may have contributed to this error occurring. And I think oftentimes we find it wasn't the first person that was blamed for the error. It's just that they were kind of the fall guy. And so when you get to the root of what actually the problem was, it's a process problem. And so I think that's where we improve our processes by really taking a look at what was the real cause of that error. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree 100%. I think if you take that attitude, and this is in keeping with the, the concept of the just culture, you will have people be more forthcoming when they do make mistakes, because they're not, they know they're not going to get harshly penalized for it. So I think it is an essential component to safety culture. Instead of punitive, um, it's more of a learning, a learning instance for us when we look at errors. So what specifically are you doing now? In, in terms of the Nurses' Rights Association, I am doing a few different things with it. I spread awareness um, about educa uh, education uh, relating to nurses' rights. Um, so uh, for my Nurses' Rights Association, I actually drafted up a Declaration of Unity because another piece of, um, of that I found um, through my practice was that there's um, a little, a fair amount of division uh, between individuals, in particular those that occupy different ranks. And here in Canada, it's registered nurse, licensed practical nurse, and personal support worker. There can be a fair amount of division between those uh, ranks. and that really made me feel uncomfortable. I see individuals that fulfill those different ranks. We're filling in different roles, but we all fit as part of a puzzle, you know? And so I created my declaration of, of unity um, based on that, um, drawing from the um, principles or drawing from the articles in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. So that's another um, piece that I have. And then um, I'm also trying through my group to share resources um, that help nurses. So uh, two things that immediately come to mind. The first one here is very timely, is that there is, um, you know, for instance, uh, been recently sharing about many retreats that are being hosted by, by the Center for Mindful Self-Compassion. And that was taking place before the uh, end of the year. And um, so I shared that, resources, uh, that resource with uh, the nurses in my group. Um, again, it's free. And uh, I'm not a formally affiliated with the um, Center for Mindful Self-Compassion, but I believe in what they do. 
So the second um, resource uh, that I've been promoting as late in my um, my in my Nurses Rights Association is uh, a couple of new members to my group have started uh, their own peer support group for nurses who have sustained workplace injuries. And so I've been pr- uh, promoting that. I attended a session here recently, and it is just so so lovely. And um, so that's a big part. Uh, that's a that's another piece um, that I'm trying to do. Yes, we we want to identify uh, what's what's wrong. We want to identify, you know, when there's instances of bullying and things. But what is right? Like what 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 is right that can be established is another piece that I'm also trying to focus on as well. That's amazing work. How do people find you? So you can find me on uh, Facebook and Twitter. I do have um, both uh, private, like uh, my own personal uh, accounts for for both, as well as a public um, account for like the Nurses' Rights Association. What tips or advice can you give to nurses right now? I know with everything going on with COVID, I've been out of practice for so long. I'm I, I can appreciate uh, the challenges that come along with that, and I can't really fathom the whole extent of of what that of what that is, particularly for those nurses that are working in emergency departments or ICUs. But as far as um, what I'm doing, and in terms of nurses' rights and and uh, and bullying, um, is that I would say know your rights. Your rights. Go and look at the UDHR, or join, join my Nurses' Rights Association. Look at the Declaration of Unity. Do your research when it comes to finding a place to work, and ask questions during the interviewing process. It's as much about you being a good fit for them as uh, they being a good fit for you. And I would also say try and keep the first article of the Universal Declaration in mind when considering a job pro- prospect. And I know this is going to sound cheesy. <laughs> but I'm going to go for it anyways. So article one, all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They are endowed with reason and conscience and should act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood. I just would make one rather major modification to this and add sisterhood to this. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, for sure. I think that was something that was left out. Uh, John Peters Humphrey didn't mean to do it, but (laughs) nonetheless, it happened. And in addition, I'd also ask them to consider this. Do you believe this? And does your employer or your prospective employer and your would-be colleagues believe this? Uh, That's what I would tell them. That's amazing advice. And you're right. We we all matter. Mm -hmm. We all count. We all work hard. Let's work as a team and recognize that in each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, I agree. I think that what that's what needs to happen. And I think um, um, we need to, I think we need to wake up and realize that this bullying that is going on is so very antithetical to what the principles of nursing are. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to share an additional quote with you. I'm, I'm a Please. big fan of quotes. Okay, perfect. Yes. Um, so I attended um, a gathering here in recent months. It was a Black, Li- Black Lives Matter gathering in uh, June uh, 2014. Uh, no, sorry, June. It was June 14th, 2020. I uh, listened to this uh, this gentleman. He stood up and spoke, and his uh, his speech was just so thought provoking. And he said, 
One of the mechanics of oppressing a people is to pervert them to an extent that they become the instruments of their own oppression. And I just think, I just thought that that was so striking. And we, we really have to stop. Um, we really have to stop doing that. I think that applies in this case. And we need to go back um, again to Article 1 of the UDHR and realize that we should be um, treating each other as brothers and sisters. I think that's what we need to do. I completely agree. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we can put a link to that in our show notes and so people can find that. I also hope that someone in the United States, I'm sure there's someone doing the work here that you're doing in Canada. And I would love for you to connect with people and get people so that we're all kind of speaking the same language internationally for nurses, um, because we should all be following exactly what you're talking about. And I appreciate it so much. I agree. And actually, my Nurses' Rights Association, because I have opened it up, I have tried to, um, I have tried to really unify in terms of ranks as well as I've opened up to, to individuals from all across the world. So I do actually have some nurses from the States, from Georgia, uh, from New Jersey. Um, those are the ones that immediately come to mind. But I also have nurses from the Philippines, from Zimbabwe. And uh, yeah, I would certainly love uh, love to connect with them. As far as I'm concerned, the more the merrier. Um, let's all uh, put our heads together and uh, work on some proactive solutions. And I think that would just be so lovely. I thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today and, you know, opening our eyes to a new way to look at what you're doing. I think that's amazing. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Thanks very much. And we, I look forward to following you and watching how this grows. I look forward to, uh, to continue to uh, hear additional insights on uh, subsequent uh, podcast episodes. And I love the work that you're doing. Thanks to Denise Crawley for being on the show today. Some takeaways from her time with us. Know your rights. And when you're looking for a job, do your research. Understand what the facility is that you're going into. At your job interview, ask questions and make sure that that job is a good fit for you. And as always, I appreciate your time being with us today. Thank you for joining in. Head on over to DonateYourYoung.com to learn more about the show and become a member if you'd like. You can also find me in my Facebook group, Donate Your Young. Have a great day and talk to you next week.